Hello and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Late Night Edition podcast. It is Sunday night. So for you guys, you're probably going to work on Monday. By the time you listen to this, maybe you got home from work on Monday. Except for the few derelicts that are out there that are listening to this late night or on Monday because you're not at work or whatnot. But this is the Pittsburgh Pirates rant podcast after Cody Duncan blocked me. And, you know, I did a podcast, that's my last podcast, I guess I mentioned Cody a lot in it, and uh, he had messaged me a couple times on um, DM about, like, you know, he's not going to listen anymore and this and that, and it's fine, you know, I get it. You don't have to listen, you know, there's no rule that you have to listen, but um, I'm going to open my door here and shut my car off. This is a late night edition, and I just stopped on the way home because I don't want to wake up the dogs, and I don't want to wake up my wife because she's teaching tomorrow. But it got me thinking, and I was going to do this anyway, you know, like um, a little bit of a retrospect of the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant podcast. Since, you know, this is season three, or at least that's what I put on um, my uh, episodes now. Season three, episode 10 is somewhere where we are, somewhere close to that. And um, yeah, when I first started out this podcast, it was just something that I always wanted to do, frankly. And I found out that you could do it through this app. And, um, you know, and it was pretty easy. You know, I just talked into my phone and that was it. I sent the podcast. So I still, they haven't made me like do anything, like any upgrades or they haven't charged me or anything like that. Um, Pretty much, I still do this podcast the same way that I did in season one. Uh, but if you've been listening that long, and if you know me from season one, my first listeners were like your typical guys. You know, there was like a small group of people that always talked about Ben Sherrington and the Pittsburgh Pirates back then. And it was, um trying to think, there's a guy called Baseball and Death. There's Yark. There's Justin, who's JV Pitt. And then there was um Cody Patanko, um, the tank. And there was um Anthony Murphy. And of course, I think... um that uh, Louisiana Ted was around at that point as well. So, I mean, I jumped into it and yeah, you know, I, I went over like Pirates drafts for like my first couple episodes, which I actually had to delete those because I was having trouble with too much. Um, I thought that was probably one of the reasons why I was having trouble with my podcast is there was just too much um, out there. Yeah, so I deleted like maybe the first 25 episodes or something or the first 50 episodes just to clear up some space on the podcast. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I was all gung-ho, man. Like the first couple episodes I read over what the um, Pittsburgh Pirates drafts were over the last five years and who are these guys and what are they doing now, you know, and stuff like that. And in the first episode, I think we talked about the trade. Um, you know, we talked about how a lot of the Pittsburgh Pirates fans, that was their last straw. Uh, when that trade didn't work out, um, when we sent Glasnow, um, that guy who has um, elbow injuries in addition to Glasnow, who's still actually a top 100 prospect, and um, the outfielder. We sent the outfielder who, hey, he had a, an off year last year too. So it wasn't the worst trade, but you know, I kind of talked about that and how that was probably the last straw for the previous general manager. And they hired this guy, Ben Sherrington, to come in and just tear things down, which he has done. But I was completely gung-ho that whole year on the, um, you know, on this rebuild. Yeah, I got into arguments sometimes with Cody and Anthony and, you know, whatever. Guys like that, Justin, um, York. But, you know, I was just pretty much, 
giving my opinion. And I was excited about a lot of guys. Matt Frazier was the MVP of the league in in high A. Um, I was excited about um, Mason Martin, even though he took a step back. You know, his ops had always been really good, um, especially that one year when he was like 19, 20 years old at um, Greensboro. Um, but, you know, a lot of people's I learned that a lot of people's stats are blown up in Greensboro. And that's kind of why this last year in Greensboro was so disappointing that even in Greensboro, we didn't have that many guys hit other than Andy Rodriguez. Right. So, I mean, I was gung ho, gung ho, gung ho. And then when they didn't sign anybody after that year um, and they just kind of went into the season with a couple of guys that they signed, um, it, you know, I, it was kind of fun ripping on them. You know, so I sort of got into that ripping on the Pirates um, during that off season. And that was fun. I mean, I just do whatever's on my mind at the time, you know, and and that was a sort of thing like, well, they're not going to sign anybody. They're just going to run this out there. And people are still picking them for 70 some wins, which was that boat was actually steered by um, Tim Williams because he did this um, crazy article about, hey, we had up this guy's war and this guy's war and this guy's war. And somehow he comes up to 75 wins. Well, most of the guys that he mentioned ended up having negative wars and he didn't mention negative wars at all. Now, this year when he did his article, it was just as it was just as unrealistic. You know, he was talking about um, 80th percentile um, instead of war. And he's like, oh, if we play at 80th percentile and the Cardinals play at 20th percentile, we got a real chance. You know, that so was something like this. And he was like, yeah, I see 79 wins. But looking at some of the guys in AAA, 79 men, 79 wins might be a little bit conservative <laughs> you know so that's just tim williams that's just what he does i think everybody knows that's him um now with these other guys like the writers like anthony and cody and stuff like that the only thing i said to those guys and i like those guys as i said many times um is why do you say positive things about everybody i mean this one guy is batting 200 you know why don't you just say that he sucks and they're always like well he's working on something you know maybe he can come around and stuff like that and I still say that, you know, like if he compliments Sammy Siani and he puts an article out about him, I say, yeah, he was a second round pick that batted like 210 last year in Greensboro. You know, that's not good. Like to me, it was always like um, the best sports people were the ones that just told it how it is. And if it had to be told like harshly, you know, well, that's just what you're going through. I mean, you're going through bad seasons. You just report it like you're going through bad seasons. And then this season is not much different. I mean, this preseason is not that much different. I looked at the updates on um, my um, personal um, Vegas app. It's actually um, out of eastern Pennsylvania, and it is called um, Sugar House Casino. And they actually changed their odds. Um, At the beginning of spring training, the Reds had the same odds as the Pirates. But there's been some money coming in on the Reds to win the um, division. So here's the odds. You got St. Louis, which is like um, plus 200. You got the um, uh, Milwaukee Brewers who are like plus 280. And then you have the Cubs that are like plus 380. And then it goes all the way down to the Reds plus 5,000. And then the Pirates are now plus 10,000. You know, so, I, you know, you got to acknowledge these things, I would think. And I'm listening to the Pirates fan forum And the way they put it is, eh, you know, the Reds, that's easy peasy, right? We're going to beat those guys probably nine out of ten times. And they're like, you know what? I'm not worried about the Cubs either, you know? But if you look at the actual odds, 
You know, you're just being a fan podcast. You're not actually reporting the truth. So, and, and those guys goat me into like ripping on the pirates because they're so over the top positive that, you know, I bust on them and I busted on Cody, I guess, just too many times and he just couldn't take it anymore. So he's not going to listen to the podcast. He blocked me on Twitter. I get it. But it was, it just reminded me of, um, you know, how I started this podcast and how things have evolved over the time. Um, let's see. Um, that one guy I was talking to that's friends with, um, Yark, Justin, he blocked me when I said, dude, there's no way that the Seattle Mariners were going to trade whoever that guy is that won rookie of the year last year. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but you guys know who I'm talking about. The guy that wins rookie of the year. It was never, you were never going to get him for Brian Reynolds. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, GMBC said this. And da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, but you were never going to get him. I mean, come on. He hyped up the um, trades the year before as well. You know, we could possibly get like a um, uh, recent first round draft pick for that second baseman we traded Adam Frazier. And we didn't, you know, we didn't get any, we didn't get like a top 10 pick for him or anything like that. We got not much, because as I was saying before the, dra- the trade, a lot of people might not be viewing him as highly as, you know, they could because this is the year, the first year he did okay, you know. Like before that, he was like a part-time player and he worked his way up and this and that. So after the trade, those guys started saying how much Adam Frazier sucked, you know. And I get it, like that is a fan way to react, but... These podcasts or whatever, even the people that report the news, um, they don't seem to be they they seem to report more as a fan than what's actually going on. And even the newspaper guys do that. And it just it's just different from what I grew up with. You know, I grew up in Philadelphia where they were harsh. You know what I mean? Mike Schmidt said um, you have the thrill of victory and the agony about reading it, reading about it the next day. Because they were harsh, man. And in Pittsburgh, the same way, you know? Like, if you didn't play well, you got your ass handed to you on the front page of the sports section the next day. And I get that times have changed. But, I mean, this is just the way I like to do it, you know? I I do look myself in the mirror, and I do say, well, why are all these people blocking me? And why did I piss off every single guy, you know? Um, Anthony doesn't like me anymore. Cody Patanko doesn't like me anymore. I, I really don't think that Louisiana Ted liked me that much to begin with. Um, but Justin blocked me and York, you know, he hates me and all that stuff. And I get it. I'm fine with it. I don't try to be too negative though. I just try to like report what's going on. Like today, um, Rodolfo Castro had a couple hits, you know, he shortened his swing. Now, granted, we were playing like the C team of the Minnesota twins. They were on the road and the only player that the only starter that they played, who's a legitimate guy on their team, um, Jose, somebody had two home runs, you know, so you can't be too thrilled about this win, but a win's a win. And I think a big part of the win, um, was it was the first two hit game by Rodolfo Castro this year, because prior to that, he was batting like one thirty. Now he's batting like two thirty. you know, that's how much it can change. And Sawinski, after a couple of strikeouts, actually had a double. Um, so he raised his average from like 150 to 250. So, I mean, you can't really say much about the averages at this point. Um, some people are saying that, you know, this guy should make the team and this guy should not make the team. Um, it's still way too early for that. And I don't think they're really judging too harshly a lot of these guys on their stats, you know, in spring training games. But, 
you know, I will report that they won the game, and I'm happy about that. And Brubaker pitched well, and I'm happy about that. And what I mentioned on Twitter is hopefully we keep Brubaker through his arbitration years because he's exactly the kind of guy that we would trade to save money, and then all the Pirates fans would say how much he sucked. But you know what? And I've said this before is that Brubaker is a serviceable dude. I mean, I know that Anthony um, doesn't like his... um, his metrics. And maybe that is something, you know, we'll have to see how he does this year. But I mean, the guy does okay. You know, he's a guy that eats up innings and has like a 450 ERA, which is much better than anybody else we're, st- we're trying to throw out there as a starter, you know, other than, you know, the obvious two or three guys. Um, he's certainly better than Oviedo, who's never done anything as a starter. You know, he's certainly better than, God, I mean, any of these guys that, you know, we talked about being a starter. Vince Velasquez, who typically has an ERA in sixes or fives, you know, at least. And he just throws way too many pitches as a starter. Um, he has a start this week, by the way. It might be tomorrow night at um, Tampa, which is where the Yankees play. Um, so I'll be at work while that game's going on. But it'll, it'll give me something to do while I'm doing the huge truck, a huge Monday night truck. Um, at least I can check my phone once in a while and see how the... Um, pirates are doing at the Yankees. So I've been entertained watching spring training. Um, I don't really have any views on people. Um, I know that um, Colin Holderman has a decent chance to be like a seventh inning guy in the bullpen. Um, We got him in a trade with the Mets and his stats in the major leagues are not that bad, although limited, you know, only about 28 innings. Um, So I don't know, maybe he can do it, you know. How about that Dijon guy? You know, he they had him on the um, broadcast today. Um, he has done really well after being a terrible starter in 2021. Um, he could be like a late inning guy. But um, the y- Yavir Garcia or Yamir Shmarmir, the guy we traded for is hurt. So I'm not really counting on anything from him this year. Um, we originally signed him to a two-year deal. He had some health concerns. We signed him to a one plus one. Yarlan Garcia, and now he's done, you know? I mean, I don't know if he's done for the year. I don't know. I don't have any updates on his status. But he wasn't looking good before the injury. You know what I mean? He wasn't living up to his... um, And I don't know what his advanced metrics are anyway. But he wasn't living up to his ERA, you know? And it doesn't look like that's going to be a good signing. Um, Time will tell, you know? But I'm just guessing he's probably not going to be their eighth inning guy, which is what they were hoping when they initially signed him because he had a good ERA. So somebody's got to move into those roles. I'm not confident with our bullpen this year. I've mentioned that, you know, the starting pitching is probably the thing that I'm most confident with because I also don't think we're going to score a lot of runs. And we haven't, you know, we haven't hit a lot in the preseason. Um, I think we're averaging like four hits a game over the last week, something like that. And we did get some hits off of Minnesota, but they were really throwing garbage guys out there. Their starter, who they threw out for three innings, um, has a career eight ERA in the major leagues. I mean, he was a high draft pick 10 years ago, but he's just a guy that's still holding on. And we didn't look that great against him. And I'm not sure who Swinsky hit the double off of or whatnot. But, you know, I don't think they threw too many good pitchers out there. So, I mean, that's what you have to look at as well. You know, who are you facing? I mean, when the Phillies are face, or when the Pirates are facing the Phillies, Aaron, Aaron Nola, um, you you can say, okay, you know, you I wouldn't expect these guys to do well this early in the spring against Aaron Nola because pitchers are generally ahead of the hitters 
at this point because they come in a little bit earlier. They get their work in, you know. Hitters are still trying to get their timing down. But, you know, I've gone over, you know, the positions and I don't know. I mean, I do think that Jiwan Bay will make the team even though he, I don't think he has any hits yet. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, they might really take that into consideration. But he could still get hot. I mean, there's so much time left in spring training. And other guys could get cold. You know, and Suwinski could get hot, you know. And um, Rodolfo Castro could, you know, take the bull by the horns after this two-hit game and get hot. You know, anything is possible. You know, these are young guys. Um, I'm not a personally a fan of Rodolfo Castro and you guys know that, and we'll just leave it at that, you know? But then I was listening to Stumpy's podcast yesterday, and I really don't like the guy, Wins Williams, who was on with them, um, because he got into this screaming argument with me one time, just telling me that um, uh, that the uh, shortstop, Kevin Newman, that we traded, was the worst hitting shortstop of all time in Major League Baseball. And I'm like, well, that's not really true. I mean, his first year when he came out, he hit okay. He had one terrible year, but last year, no, no, he was the worst. And he was just got really, really mad at me and blocked me, you know? So, I mean, that's who was on there. But they make crazy statements too. You know, they, they made a statement like, oh yeah, we might be streaming when O'Neill Cruz goes for the home run title this year. And then they called him generational. And I'm not saying that O'Neill Cruz might not have a good year. You know, I expect him to have a, a decent year. But I went and looked again on my um, Vegas app. And O'Neill Cruz is not even in the top 40 players in, you know, the chances to win a home run title. In fact, he's like plus 10,000, you know. And other guys are like plus 100, plus 2. Just kind of like we talked about with the other thing. So if you want to bet on O'Neill Cruz... Maybe it's 5000 I don't know. But you could win big money if you are confident that O'Neill Cruz has a chance to win the home run title. I mean, for me, he still has a lot of growing pains. There's a lot of really good hitters in the National League that hit home runs. Um, so, you know, I'm not taking that bet. Even though, hey, maybe he's a good long shot bet. You know, when you play the horses and you might pick a guy that's like 12 to 1 and sometimes he wins the race. Or maybe you'll pick a guy that's like 20 to 1. And you, but you bet him to show, like to finish in the top three, and sometimes that happens. Or maybe you just like to take big gambles, which most people do with sports, and you like to play a trifecta, you know? Well, I mean, that's the gamble you'd be taking with O'Neill Cruz. Um, I generally don't recommend betting on a team that you're a fan of because you're not going to get, um, you're not going to know all the other people as well as you know the people on your team, you know? And that is why, you know, some people are picking the Reds. That's why a lot of people are picking the Cubs and the Cardinals and the Brewers because on paper, they have better teams. You know, they did better last year. I've mentioned before that the Cubs had the best record, one of the best records after the All-Star break last year. And they were able to go from where the Pirates were like four games ahead of them to they finished with like 74 wins. So they finished 12 games ahead of the Pirates. So they finished... 16 games ahead of the Pirates after that certain point, you know? And the Reds actually finished much better than the Pirates, too, because the Reds started out 3-22 and and then just tanked at the end. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to try to keep calling it as it is. And you know what? It is a sad day that I got blocked by Cody Duncan. And it's a sad day that none of these people like me. I mean, it's fine. You know, I just, I bust on those guys. But I always thought that's what guys do. Like, for my generation... My friends, we just busted on each other all the time. You know, nobody really took it personally. 
But I, I suppose that I've taken things personally as well. You know, I blocked a ton of fanboys because I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, the personal attacks. So, I mean, sometimes, yeah, you know, but it usually wasn't like they were just busting on baseball. They were like just busting on things of me personally, you know, and it was just like I wasn't having fun anymore with this, you know, thing that I do for fun. So this is my late night podcast. I'm going to head home and walk the dogs. I'm going to sleep it in tomorrow because I am tired, man. But you know what? You guys should be able to watch that um, Pirates at Yankees tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be on Root TV. Um, If not, just stream it on MLB TV. But um, that should be an entertaining game because I think it's at Tampa, a stadium that I've been to many times. And um, I think the Yankees are going to start a lot of their starters. So you might even get to see like Aaron Judge and guys like that. So enjoy it. You know, enjoy the week. Um, I know it's Monday morning, you know, probably when you're listening to this. It's actually Monday morning officially now. It's 1.39 in the morning. Peace out.